it's just like there's a completeness. It's almost like one of those undescribable feelings. You know, it's just, it just feels right. Hmm. Like everything just kind of comes together at that time. This is Meet the Fam, a podcast series from The Way Church. Meet the Fam is a place for you to meet the community, the people who make up The Way family. I'm Lucas Flatter, the host of Meet the Fam, and I'm here with my co-host, Heidi Zell, and producer, John Boomhofer. Today we're introducing Way member John M. Sullivan to all of our listeners here. John has been a member of The Way for quite a bit, I would say. Yeah, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. Did you guys start coming COVID-ish or before? It was before. It was, it was, it was like before a little COVID. Bit before that, it, right? it was yeah. yeah it was uh, like December-ish before. So that's like 2019. It'd been December 2019. So so yeah, right before. Yeah. Right COVID before COVID. Happening. Yeah. Cool. Also, I'd like to point out you can't see this because this is a podcast, but he's wearing a Metallica sweatshirt. So we're definitely going to have to talk about that. Mm, we will talk at about some okay. point. This is why it should be videoed. Not really. Not well, <laughs> we in, the future, that in the future, in the future, will be. Yeah, you you escaped without that having mm-hmm. to do that. So one thing we know about you: your dad, um, Mark, came to the way before you did, and and so that's kind of how we were first introduced to you through your father. So, do you want to talk about how you kind of discovered the way? How you you know became a member? Yeah, I mean, um, being a lifelong Lutheran myself. We had been going to the same church for 35 years, something like that. Wow. That was another one. It was kind of a small church when we first started going back in the early times mm-hmm. in the in the 1980s for the <laughs> for the young kids out there. That's really a time. So he had just decided it was time for a change and Found the way at when it was at uh, the movie theater. Yep. And he was really excited about it because it was really close to his house. And, you know, it was the most comfortable pews he had ever sat in. That's one of the things that he had said. R.I.P. to the movie theater yeah. seats. The acoustics. <laughs> Not R.I.P. to the acoustics. <laughs> no. So he said, oh, it's a, it's a Wisconsin Senate. And I'm like, what does that even mean, really? Because... We could go down that yeah. whole. We could go down that whole thing. It doesn't so, mean a lot to many people, so yeah, it really doesn't. And I was Missouri Synod Lutheran, yeah. so basically the same, but there's some differences. Mm-hmm. And so I had come just to see the difference. Yeah, yeah. And ours, you know, the other church that I went to is very, very traditional with bringing the cross down and having the acolytes with the mm-hmm. little light in the candles and the robes and, you know, very, very traditional. And and I come here, it's very contemporary and new language as opposed to the, like, King James language. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that I was, like, with the these and the thous. And I think my mom still gets hooked up on that. And I'm like, mom, it's been four years. Come on, just say the new words already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious because you said 30, 35 years. 35 years. That's a long time. Yeah. 
So, I mean, obviously, you probably don't make a change like that lightly, right? Um, not really. I noticed for myself personally that it was just getting like kind of stale and routine. Like it's, you know, you go, go up to church, you go, we go to the late service. That's at 1045 or whenever it was. And then, you know, I used to be an usher there. So it's like, okay, the fourth Sunday I'm an usher. And then I, you know, on the third Sunday or whatever it was, I would count the, the offerings and stuff. And then it just started to become regimented and I didn't really, it's not that I wasn't getting anything out of it. It was just, I was kind of, yep, it's church. And I wasn't like really involved as much because I was in a weird, I was in a weird age group where a lot of my people that I grew up with moved away. So there weren't really many groups that I could be a part of to have that closeness like we have here. Mm -hmm. So it just, not that I was on an island because I knew everyone, yeah. but it just wasn't, it just started to feel kind of meh. That's really interesting. I, I think too, almost any church could could be like, like even like, I'm sure that church is good. Even, oh, it's a great church. Yeah, like theologically mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think any church can, probably through no fault of its own, can start to feel like that. You went there like for your entire life? Pretty much, yeah. So you grew up in, did you go to like youth groups and teen stuff? And Okay, yeah. yeah. I did. And like I was, again, there was like, I was just a couple of years older than the core group of like teenager kids. So I did go to one of the um, big mass youth gatherings in like Atlanta in 1998. And that was uh, um, four or five years ago. <laughs> that was a couple of years ago, but it was it was a different experience. And then I went back in 2016 as part of the. I didn't actually go as part of my church. I actually went as the LCMS people. So oh, I was okay. what was called a community life builder. So I was kind of in charge of a bunch of kids, and I was actually that was in New Orleans. And that was really cool because, you know, I was on, um, like, security detail at the stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I think. Oh, yeah. Yep. Do you know how hard it is to hold back 30,000 15-year-old kids? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Sounds like a nightmare. It's, it's a nightmare. You're right. And then, you know, there, there was something about that time, too, that it just— it made me like really energized when I was there to see, again, you got like 30,000 kids running down this ramp going, yeah, they're, they're actually chanting like the little Rocky theme. Mm -hmm. So they're going, dun, 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 and they're like coming down this big rampway down into the middle of the, the Superdome down there. And it was just, it gives you like, you know, little, yeah. little goosebump feelings and just to see how on fire the kids were for it really is encouraging. Yeah, that's cool. You talk about kind of like finding, you know, people that you connect with at the way and, you know, almost connecting to the community like we talk about the, at the beginning. So 
What does that mean for you? What does that bring to your life to be part of that? Well, I think growing up being the, not the only kid that went to church in my group of friends, but the one that was, I was always in like the church plays and involved in like, you know, VBS or what I was always involved in something and none of my friends really understood it. So it was not that I was like an outcast or anything, but just like I'd be outside playing and then it's like, oh, hey, time to go. We got play practice. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> you know? And, you know, no one ever wanted to spend the night on Saturday nights because, you know, the rule in the house was you're here on Saturday, you're coming to church with us on Sunday. So <laughs> None of my friends ever. <laughs> we got roped into that before. <laughs> they never. I think like one time it happened and they're like, nope, never again. I'm never <laughs> oh. doing that again. So, and again, I think it's just because that's not something that they're used to. So mm -hmm. they're like, what is, what is this? Yeah. It's not like you're not their friend. It's, but you're like that friend. Yeah. He's like, oh, John just. He's a, yeah, he goes to church. He just he's goes the church to church. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the church yeah. guy. That's it. And I didn't really understand like the witnessing part at that being that young. Oh, yeah. I still don't understand it now, but yeah, <laughs> I have a little better uh, understanding of it. But there's still a lot to learn on yeah. that end. So I'm I'm not really the most like business casual, you know, like formal guy, not that buttoned up. And, and if I look at you, I don't think, you know, goes to Lutheran church for 30 something years. So do you kind of get that reaction? <laughs> I mean, is it something that you're conscious of or? Is it in my face? Is that what it Maybe, is? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, um, intimidating exterior nice nicest guy i've ever met <laughs> i do get that a lot i think i have um i i don't know it's i guess i just have that i'm mad all the time look i'm not i'm really not i might just be tired i don't know but yeah i've 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 heard that a lot about when people first meet me they're like dude i thought you were like this big jerk and then you know cuz you look so mean all the time and then you know, I'm just a big teddy bear. Yeah, so or everybody teddy bear. I don't listening, know. <laughs> he's a teddy bear. <laughs> he's nice. <laughs> don't be afraid. No, but that is kind of why I brought up the fact that you're wearing a Metallica sweatshirt oh, because yeah. not only do I have a lot of opinions about metal, but that's kind of a you know like a abrasive exterior to some people. You know, all black beard, but you are kind of a teddy bear. So hey, I yeah. wear all black. Yeah, it's different. Of We're not scared Sorry. of John. <laughs> your yeah, beard isn't scared. as cool as mine. It's, it's not. It's not as uh, menacing as yours. <laughs> someday, someday I'll get there. Um, so, I guess some of us have the music background. Do you, you, we heard that you played drums, or you had I, in the past. I did. I. I mean, I still do. I guess I. I took an interest in it pretty young. I was probably again at you know seven, eight years old watching the, you know, pastor's son play on the special, you know, like Easter or, oh, okay, yeah. you know, whatever. And I just was enamored with it. And um, I took a couple lessons when I was like 10. I remember the, the drum instructor was very like by the book, very like, this is what you need to do. And I was 10. <laughs> like I didn't, 
I didn't care about rudiments and and all of that, like, you know, left, right, right, left, <laughs> left, right. I didn't care. I just wanted to You just want to play. I just yeah. wanted to play yeah. and but like he didn't I don't think he was good with kids, which was probably part <laughs> of the problem. Cause he's just like, okay, I'm gonna write he wrote out all this like this is what I want you to practice and you have to practice for this long. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I just want to I just want to like play to a song that I know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of got away from, I think it was about a month or so that I did lessons with that guy. And then I was just like, I don't like this. It's too hard. And then I employed the Dave Grohl method and just started beating on pillows in my room until, um, and anything, you know, pots, pans, magazines. Sometimes I'd leave my drumsticks on the, table and then then they get thrown upstairs that's very rock and roll yeah well i know you're like into metal and some heavier stuff like you're oh, wearing yeah. a metallica so like i mean a lot of you know you grew up misconception. in that misconception yes yes there's a lot of misconceptions <laughs> with people who go to church and the music that they're allowed to like um mm-hmm. i don't know what are your th- do you have any thoughts on on that um yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hear him. Yeah. It's funny because, again, I, and obviously Metallica is my favorite band. Metalheads are, they're just their own kind of community. And it's like, like with anybody, right? Like there's always the extreme people <laughs> that get the most. Like press, I guess. Like you the most people press, talk, yeah. yeah. Like they get the most attention where yeah. like the rest of us in the middle are just like, we're just living our life, man, you know. <laughs> but, you know, most most of the time metal metal guys, you'll see them and they'll, you'll get the uh, like the what's up head nod or flash the horns or something. And yeah. you're like, yeah. It's like I like loud guitars and I love riffs. Loud, yeah, like, I, I love a good heavy riff and a nice solo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say anything about your spirituality. Like, no, if you I, like yeah. that stuff. Mm-mm. I mean, we could get the board out and go, okay, there's this subgenre <laughs> of this. And, <laughs> like Jack you know, Black. this was start. Yeah, like in School of Rock, like you, you can do that. And I mean, there's there's some Christian metal bands out there, you know, so I, I, I listen to them too, you know. And, you know, everybody's pretty, pretty judgy, right? Quick to judge by yeah. outer. Like, oh, metal guy, he must worship Satan or something. <laughs> no, I just like loud, fast, obnoxious music. <laughs> so that's kind of how I see it, too. It's like, it's not as obnoxious to you because you're right. part of, you've been listening to it a long time, but then maybe you play it for someone else and all they hear is like, oh, he said, maybe he said a curse word. Yeah. He said, or, know, yeah. Go, or go whatever the yeah. imagery is. And yeah. it's like, I, I don't listen to it for the words. Mm-hmm. It's um, like if I could find the instrumental version, that would be cool. <laughs> Who has Pro Tools? We can just turn, we could just take lyrics of out. Enter <laughs> <laughs> so we see your you and your daughter at at, at the way a lot, um, and you've mm-hmm. kind of talked about different childhood experiences. How do you approach fatherhood in general? Don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> Period. It's just, probably impossible, you know. It's it's impossible <laughs> to be like me. Um, no, I um, I just try to be encouraging to them and also let them know that, like, you know, it's okay to mess up. I just try to be present for them, too, you know. Um, I always 
tell them like, you know, anytime you can call, text, whatever. I may or may not answer depending on what time you call, but I will always get to you. And I'm always, you know, I'm always going to support them, whatever they decide they want to do. Well, I think the one thing that is apparent to me about you from just on the outside looking in is that you are in church all the time. I mean, you, Jenna comes with you. I think that's just an important part of it. And just you being there and you serving says a lot about like what you value. Yeah. And I think maybe you had that instilled in you too. Yeah, I did. (laughs) This is where I get to throw my dad under the bus. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Here we go. Go for it. Well, he might, he might get a chance to set the record straight. So just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Ask him, he'll probably do it too. Um, <laughs> no, he was very work oriented. You know, like if if I can get out of bed, I'm going to work. It was the same thing. Like if I can make it out the door, I'm going to church. And I remember there were there were some Sundays where I was being lazy, shall we say? And he would literally drag me out of the bed. <laughs> like he ripped the covers off and he grabbed me by my ankle. And drug me to the foot of the steps. He didn't drag me down the steps, <laughs> but he dragged me to mercy. the edge of the yeah. steps and said, you have five minutes to get dressed and be in the car. We're going to church. And it, yeah, it just, it stuck with me. Yeah, just church is important. And there was a time that I was uh, working quite a lot. Like I was working seven days a week. So kind of church got put on the back mm-hmm. burner and things started kind of just falling apart. <laughs> and um, I had to uh, kind of stay with them a little bit. And same thing. It was, all right, you're here. You're going to get your rear end to church. And that was like, that was the thing that was missing mm. at that time. What, like, what is, you know, being in church every Sunday, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you get from it that, like, you know you should be there and you want to be there and you want your family to be there? Yeah, it's just like there's a completeness. There's just, it. it's almost like one of those undescribable feelings you know, it's just, it just feels right. Hmm. Like everything just kind of comes together at that time. I like that. Like at peace. Yeah. I'm curious because a lot of, a lot of people have that experience where their parents kind of force them to go to church their whole um, growing up years and they get the very opposite mm -hmm. approach to it. And I was wondering if you can articulate kind of why that, didn't happen to you? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I, you know, again, I think, and, and that's probably where at, where it started to get to the point where it started to get stale for me because I didn't have, I mean, I did have that time away and I came back and then it's like that hills and valleys thing. And I, I kind of did that to my middle son, who I don't think you guys have ever seen. I know you've seen my older, my oldest. He's come a couple times, but uh, Jacob, 
my poor middle son. I love him so much. <laughs> but I really, really pushed for him to go to church and to do like the confirmation thing. And I think he was going through some stuff at that time. And I was really just really, really forcing it. That just pushed him away to the point like he knew I was coming to get him. And he got on his bike and just rode away. And I keep, I keep just saying, hey, now it's like I'm just kind of dropping it. Like, hey, you know, love to see you. You're always welcome. Come on by. And sometimes he'll show up. But, you know, the spirit moves you when it moves you. So all you can do is just be the, be the messenger, I guess. Yeah. Plant the seed. Mm-hmm. We, um, you and I and and Jenna, actually, we were all in that little group. The about, little group, yeah. What was, it was about it was like evangel evangelizing, evangelizing or something, to your friends yeah. and family, and that that just reminds me of that so much. It's like dropping those little things without being overbearing, but that requires a ton of patience too. It so does. how do you kind of like maintain that without you know? Oh, I just like, give up. Right? Like beating you over the head saying it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, because you want, you want what's best, right? So you just keep, you know, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. <laughs> so you just keep, keep on. Eventually, they'll get worn down. Mm-hmm. And maybe not worn down like, fine, I'll go, but like, okay, let's see. And... I mean, there's some things. That, there's some things that I've done. Like there's a um, there's a little. It's like two inches. It's like a little cross that I gave him one day, and it just said "God loves you" on there. And I said, "I want you to have this, and just know that I'm thinking about you, and that you know God is always with you." And there's a picture that he has of me. And him when he's like newborn style. And he put that on there and he sent me a picture of it. And he said, you know, when you gave this to me, he's like, it made me really think about some things. So it's in there. It just needs to work itself mm-hmm. out. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, like listening to you talk about that, I'm, I'm just reminded of the way like our Heavenly Father loves us. You know, right. he's not beating us over the head all the time. It's extreme patience, like you said. How often, even those of us who are Christians and go to church all the time, how often do we not listen to what he has to say? Or, or so you, you know, or those of us who have maybe gone through a period of our life where we didn't go to church as much, but God was still there, always there, same yesterday, today, forever with his love and his mercy. So I think you're doing a pretty good job of <laughs> trying to, you know, yeah. just keep, just keep on and he'll come around. So, you know, I was talking to you a couple minutes before the podcast and you had mentioned, you know, lifetime, Virginia, you know, uh-huh. Fredericksburg, almost your whole life. What have you seen kind of in the community change over time and, what do you feel about the area? Like, how do you like living here? Everything has changed. 
Um, yeah, if I could get like a time machine and go back, it's just to see how much has changed in 40 years that I've been here. Because you've been at like Fredericksburg area for the mm-hmm. whole time, right? And so you guys yep. are like some of the only members, I think, Lucas, really? you and John, I think are like have lived here their entire lives. <laughs> yeah, that's Try- rare. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah, because there's a lot of people from Fredericksburg specifically, I think, that they tend to want to get out mm-hmm. and they do and then they come back. <laughs> it's like it just it's like a magnet. And I don't know if it's just because it's right between DC and Richmond. Just so much has changed. I you know, I feel like the old man right now. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I remember when Well, because the city has probably grown a lot. Oh yeah, leaps and bounds, man. I mean, I remember when <laughs> Like Central Park was just a golf course, and it was. Yeah, man, that that'd puts be those so much little nicer. Ponds in context, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, water that hazards. <laughs> but Should yeah, then like it was just the mall for the longest time. Going back to kind of like finding a little community, you you were in the men's group, a couple different groups mm-hmm. over time. How do you feel about those? What is that? you know bring to your experience at the way again it's because i didn't do that it was like it was a new experience to get to like not to say that there were not men's groups because you know there are but it's like it was like it's all the old guys you know (laughs) and then then me and i'm like there's like this big age gap and so just didn't seem right mm-hmm. i don't know just not not that it was like it was a little bit awkward but yeah i mean there's definitely people things to learn from people that are different life stages but when you're the only one and yeah. maybe in your demographic your age yeah, group like and in your my demographic life- and then it's my dad and everybody that's as old as him yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't feel a lot of community no, like there. No, or it's, if they like know each other for a long time, and it's like, well, yeah, and then it's like you know, it's like these guys have seen me grow up too, so it's <laughs> also like, a little weird. Yeah. A little weird, <laughs> yeah. So, but see, I don't have that with you guys, so it's different. yeah. Well, and I think too that that's like one of the really cool things because I mean, if I were attending the church I grew up in, it would be the same thing. There's no, there's not many people my age that go to that church, so the the finding community would be a little difficult. Yeah. I think that's one thing we're really blessed with here at The Way is there's like, we have a kind of a big demographic of ages, pretty young. Actually, we skew pretty young and it's it's really nice. I've not been a part of a church that was like that. So. And again, I'm in that weird like transitional yeah, area. Yeah. You kind of like are like bridging I'm, the gap. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm older than you guys, but I'm not as old as the the Mike Myers is of the world. <laughs> you just shout out to him. I just threw him out. Yeah. <laughs> episode number one, meet the fam. Check out Mike Myers episode. Great yeah. Episode. <laughs> Question that's been burning in my mind for the past hour is how do you like volunteering? I will say it was kind of nice when I did start coming that I didn't have, I could just come to church and, not do anything. Well, I, I will say that, that <laughs> like the day. that that is like part of the strategy with people who are pretty new. Is like I don't ask 
you to do something for quite a quite a while. Yeah, it, it, I think you waited like a couple, three months or so. A lot of times, like I have this weird tension between like I want them to feel like I know that they can do stuff, mm-hmm. right? And we want their help and we want their skills, but also like you can just come to church and that's fine too. You know, <laughs> like especially if you're coming from another church, you probably served. I'm curious more about like you said that about it was nice to not come to church. Well, it was nice to come to church and to not have to maybe set up all the time and and to serve in certain roles. But now you do that quite frequently. And there are people like you, like we had Mark Patoka on in the past and he's just like serves in every way imaginable. The most humble man will do whatever you ask. And you're, you're the same way. And my question is, why and why do you want to do that or where does that come from well i was sheltered as a child (laughs) (laughs) no um believe it or not i do like people i I like being around people so um i just want everybody to get along and have a good time so well i think that's part of like the serving is like being able to set the stage for people to come and hang out or you know set up for church so people can enjoy worship set up the lobby so people can hang out yeah. in there and i think that's a really good mentality to have cuz i feel the same way mm-hmm. yeah and also it's like if i don't do it then who else will yeah it's like i mean there mm-hmm. there are people that will i don't yeah. want it i don't want it to be like you know you're the only i'm one the only one that, that can do it <laughs> You know, but but I mean, but it's like yeah, yeah, like helps you. It it's like a motivation for you're like helping the community. You're helping set the stage, but also like it's like okay, one more reason for me to you know be there and like be present. (laughs) And you could have like kind of your phrase phrasing isn't wrong. It's like if I'm not willing to do this, why would I expect somebody else to be willing to do this type Mm -hmm. of thing? Yeah, Yeah. you said it better than I. (laughs) No, I. I, I've had the same thoughts as you, so. Yeah, and then some, I mean, just like anything else, it's like some days it's like, oh, well, <laughs> here we go. I got to set up again, you know, but. Well, one no, it's, day. It, it's fun. And I mean, and I think a little bit of it is I, now there's like new people mm-hmm. that are setting up. So I like, I'm like. Yeah, showing them the ropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes helpful. you feel good too, I think. Just, uh Obviously, setting up on Sunday mornings is not the most fun thing to do, but it is kind of a community in and of itself for the people who show up. It is. And I see people bonding and talking and hanging out, just doing the thing together, and that's cool. I think that's a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah, I think I'm going to have my first uh, kids at the way, like, volunteer session on Sunday, so that'll be interesting. Like, Oh, you know, being yeah. a kindergarten teacher for an are hour. you oh, yeah. oh. Well, breaking breaking on the podcast yeah, yeah it's out there. <laughs> although by this the time just this, in yeah <laughs> although by the time this comes out it'll have already happened yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just in three weeks ago mm-hmm. Luke is taught <laughs> kindergarten i also feel like when you're getting more comfortable like you you know you don't want to ask someone when they first arrive but also you don't really know anyone and so you might not even feel comfortable going in a small group but once you like have those introductions and things you almost want to like spend more time with people yeah, you know and that's an absolutely. opportunity and it's a fine line to walk too right like 
you like some people want to be kind of left alone for a little bit. Then there's other people that are like, why haven't you said anything to me? <laughs> yeah, they want to jump right in and yeah. everything. Yep. <laughs> so it's like you try to catch that vibe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of figuring out the personality of the person a little bit. And there is to that tension of you want to give people their time to get comfortable, but you also want to like get them engaged in things and be meeting other people and doing that. And to be quite honest, like being on setup or teaching Sunday is like a really good way <laughs> to kind of force people into those interactions. Um, so it's kind of, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Something that we talked about, I think it was with, um, I guess it was when I when we were interviewing with Matt, and it was just like it was your episode. Yeah, I guess it was my episode, Shoot, guys. Shout out check to that uh, one out. Lucas's episode, uh, <laughs> nice. episode number uh, I think twelve. Twelve. I could be wrong. Ow. Don't don't quote me on that. Anyways, on that somebody episode, will look it up and go, "Nope, see, you were wrong." Yeah. We'll we fix were it talking post. about like meeting friends when you're an adult and how difficult that is, and and how this is an opportunity. Like, yeah. you know, otherwise. When are you going to meet another person that's yeah, like Well, it's not like in kindergarten where you just sit next to somebody and go, hi, I'm John. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm, you know, Jonathan or Lucas. Yeah. You want to be my friend? Okay. Guess we're friends now. Yeah. You know, that's doesn't, you know, adults is, you know, there's walls and like, mm. why is this strange person talking to me right <laughs> now? Yeah. <laughs> it takes shared experiences and... Serving can be just good time spent in having shared experiences. I would imagine it's also harder. Well, it's hard when you, the older you get, and then when you have kids and you're kind of wrapped up in their lives a little bit. And then this is just me observing this. I don't know from experience, but <laughs> then especially for you being in this area where so many people did leave. And even if they come back, I mean, maybe it's not the same. Have you found that life groups have been like, or even just, you know, the volunteering and stuff has been. Yeah. I've, um, the life group that I am in, I've gotten to know them much better, you know, Mike and Robin and Julie and Aaron. So Aaron's still really quiet, but, <laughs> but he's a good dude though. Yeah. We should get them on here. Yeah, exactly. That's mm -hmm. what I hear when, oh, so they don't talk enough? Well, they're going to be on the we'll podcast. Force We're them. Not just all awkward pauses. <laughs> just all awkward pauses. No, Aaron, yeah, he's, but. Man of many talents, that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is, though. He's. He is also the baby whisperer. Really? He's very, True. I mean, yeah. actually, you are, too. I was going to say. Like, both of you guys are, you like, well. very good with kids. I mean, I've been around kids all my life, so. <laughs> with my younger siblings and my own kids and. You know, now I have nieces and nephews and stuff. So it's, you know, at church, everybody had babies. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was always like, it was always like one of those here, hold this while I go do something. Yeah. We got a lot of that going on right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's lots of toddlers running around these yeah. days. Another one's on the way too, I think. Another one's on the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is true. So I have a sum up question, maybe. So oh, a like, sum up question. All right. If you could go back and talk to John M. Sullivan, 
from John back M. when you were in your lull, right? When you're like feeling the yeah. routine and you kind of want to break out of it. What would you tell him on now that you're on the other side of that? What would I tell him? Like, hey, you know what? It's not so bad. Uh, things will get better. You'll have this very uh, competitive pastor that <laughs> um, that will be very... How do I want to throw Matt under the bus now? It's <laughs> your opportunity. For yeah, that. Yeah. Because it was, well, that was one of the things when I first came, right? Was that I just wanted to see what the differences were. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll join the foundations class mm-hmm. just to see what the differences are. And then it was basically, you know, he's like, okay, so, you know, we want you to be, you know, members of the church. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like he didn't just like put his foot in the door. He kind of like kicked it open, <laughs> like right off the hinges and said, Hey, you're going to be here. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> it just like, that's just, that's how he is. Yeah. Like he's not really subtle. No, he does. He doesn't no. do subtle. Yeah. Mm-mm. But that's like, that's, that's what I like about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just not shy at all he's very like we were actually at dinner a while back talking about some stuff and he's like he just invited the waitress to like pray with us and it's like who does that (laughs) matt does Mm -hmm. and again there's nothing wrong with that i think it's awesome but like not something i would be 100 percent comfortable doing yeah i think it is really nice having a pastor that for me and probably the same for you has some of those personality traits that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And they also, they kind of like help rub off on you a little bit. So you get yeah. some of that boldness yeah. or, or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, yeah. I can, I see it in action. I yeah. see that. And like, <laughs> like I, I could like, do it. Like, oh, you can, it's so easy. And then you're like, but is it though? <laughs> yeah. I think Mike the other day put it where it's like, He's very, like, persistent and very, like, you know, he's going to contact you several times, but it's not, like, weird or creepy. It's not annoying. It's, like, he has that, like, extra touch, but it's not, like, crossing any, you know, any lines. That's not crossing any lines. But that's hard, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to be, like, that person that's reminding people and pinging people but not being overbearing. That's good guy. (laughs) No, he (laughs) (laughs) No, he definitely is. It's, I'm... Yeah, like I said, it's going back to what what would I tell myself? Yeah, things will be okay. It's you know, it's not always the same. You know, not just get up and eat breakfast and go to the closet and pick out your outfit and go to work and come home. There's yeah, and I mean, I think some people you know, need to hear that sometimes, you know, so it'll help somebody who's yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. Things will get better. <laughs> well, thank you, Heidi, John, John S. <laughs> um, it was really nice talking to you. And I think we got a lot of stuff that, you know, it's going to be interesting to the whole, you know, everybody at the Way Church and getting to know you a little better when they see you volunteering and see you around all the time. So they're not going to be intimidated. <laughs> you literally said you do like people. So, yeah, you know, I keep do. that well, in mind, everybody. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like I said, for the half a dozen people that might listen to this. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your story for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
Well, you're going to have a half a dozen more new friends probably then. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Thank you for joining us today. To get more content designed to connect you to Christ and to community, please subscribe or follow The Way Church wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or you can head to our website, thewaychurchva.com, for more information.